Welcome to the Raising Great Kids podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Fleming. Today, we're interviewing Johnson Cook, the co-founder of Greenlight, an app for kids and students that helps them learn how to manage money and live more generously. This interview is full of advice you can use. Johnson, we're excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and what you do. Yeah, so uh, I actually grew up east of Atlanta, went to Georgia Tech, uh, met my wife freshman year in the marching band, I'll admit it. We were band nerds. Um, we were married young. We've been married 20 years. We now have three kids. We live in Buckhead. Our kids are 16, 13, and 10, Michael, Max, and Chloe. And you're going to hear a lot about them today because I am a customer of Greenlight and learning every day just like everybody else. Love it. Love it so much. So the reason that we reached out and wanted to talk to you is because several of the parents that work on staff or volunteers around us, they are raving fans of Greenlight. Uh, they have talked about it being such a helpful tool. And honestly, parents Parents ask us all the time for advice on how to teach their kids about money. Like it's a skill that every parent wants their kids to have. So tell us a little bit about why you created Greenlight. Oh, yeah. So it's a really, it's a fun story. So my co-founder, Tim Sheehan, and I started really just focused on the problem of how parents give their kids money. Mm -hmm. To be perfectly honest, that was what we were focused on when we, when we started and, you know, like we try to advise startups and other entrepreneurs to focus on a market problem. That, mm -hmm. that is a pain that people have that they have to solve. Like mm -hmm. they will pay money to solve this problem. And so when we started seven, almost eight years ago, 86% of parents with kids under 18 living at home still use cash. That's the thing they use to give money to their kids. That's still about the same. It's about 85% yeah. today. So we really just launched the first product was a debit card for kids. You control from your phone. Parents sign up, can instantly send their kids money and control where they use the card. Mm -hmm. But what we found as soon as we launched was parents would sign up because they just needed to solve the problem, but then they would talk to other parents, like you just said, and say, Greenlight is how I teach my kids about money. Mm -hmm. And that came from them. That didn't come from us. We never said, use Greenlight to teach your kids about money. We just said, instantly give your kids money and help them control where they spend it, mm -hmm. right? And so it's really been this like parent-driven mission that we're on now to like enable the parents to have the tools to teach their kids about money, because it is something that, uh, you know, I think a lot of us as parents feel very ill-equipped to do. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think happens when kids don't learn about money? Like, it's just like suddenly they hit college. And I was talking to someone this morning who has said every few months they send their kid like $300 at college, mm -hmm. and then they get texts, I need gas money, I need food money, I need, you know, all the things. So what do you think happens when we don't teach our kids about money? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it just like mm -hmm. so powerful? And how many people we all know who yeah. talk about their first credit card in college because our I remember mine was a Discover card, and it was like, oh, I get a T-shirt if I sign up for this credit card, for, yeah. and they would give me a $500 credit line. I had no idea what I was doing. I, I didn't know what a credit card was. I had no yeah. exposure to it. Signed up for the T-shirt. Fortunately for me, like I just kind of thought about it like my debit card, and mm -hmm. I just paid it off. But that's not the norm. Like Most people think of it as they're borrowing money, and they it's very easy to get behind, right? So um, that's like the the bad, scary stuff. I think the the almost it's a little bit more sad to me is like, so my co-founder Tim Sheehan and I had very different upbringings. His parents taught him to invest in the market at a very early age. Mm -hmm. his, when he was like 10 years old, his dad would sit down and walk through with these Wall Street Journal guides on how to mm -hmm. invest. 
And as a result, his whole life, his whole career, as soon as he had money, he was like learning how he was investing in the market. My parents did not expose me to that. And I had no exposure to it at all until I was in my late 20s, honestly, because like, you know, Georgia Tech didn't, there wasn't a lot of, you know, let's go <laughs> learn personal finance and investing. So I think the the there's the scary bad stuff that can happen, but also there's just missed opportunity in life. And like investing as a great example is is the way to build true wealth, right? Like it, it, there is there is saving, you know, and rainy day funds and all those things. But like to build true wealth, like you, you really need to understand how to invest. So I think the opportunity for us is to help parents expose that because they don't know how to, right? So yeah. things like investing, I think, are, are really important. Yeah. So what do you think are financial skills that kids need? Like, like can you talk a little bit about the progression and even age appropriately? I know you got a house full of kids yourself. Yeah, right? yeah, uh, yeah. What kind of skills should we be teaching our kids? So that's a that's a really tricky question mm-hmm. because this is a very personal matter for mm-hmm. families. Um, no matter how much exposure parents, you know, when they were kids have, they all have very different opinions about how their family should operate. Right. So I'll give you so let me so so the the quick answer is mm-hmm. there's no right way. There are no you know absolute principles mm-hmm. that we believe every child should know, mm-hmm. but we want to provide the tools so that when parents have those principles that they want their kids to learn, mm-hmm. Greenlight can do that. So Greenlight is used very differently yeah. by different families. Yeah. As an example, when we launched, we had only the debit card. And it was that was it. It was yeah. money to spend. And parents immediately said, well, I don't want my, I want to give my kids an allowance, but I don't want them mm-hmm. to think that they can spend it all. Yeah. So we added the savings account, right? So that those families who wanted to split the allowance and say some goes in to spend, some goes in to save. Then we had families say, well, I think my kids should be incentivized to save, and they're not if there's no interest on it. And, you know, there's no interest rates in the market now. So we let parents set the interest rate. Mm-hmm. So, like, I pay my kids 12% APY, which I know is, is kind of funny to finance people or, like, you're setting them up for disappointment in the world because they're never going to earn that. But some parents are setting that paying them 100% APY as a way to say, I'm going to double, I'm going to match your savings every year, right? So then that became very important. Then, and you will love this, a lot of families said, well, I'm not giving my kids an allowance unless they can allocate 10% for tithing or giving mm-hmm. to charity and nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Because we're, if we're just giving them this, then you're teaching them that it's okay to only spend and only save, right? So yeah. And that, that was like a blocker. People wouldn't use the product until you had giving. And so even though 100% of people don't use the giving feature, but it's really important to those, fe- to those parents who do believe that that is you know, fundamental to, to managing money. Same with investing, right? We just got into investing because they were like, it's not just about spending, not just about saving, not just about giving. And, so, mm-hmm. and then chores. So the, the $300 example you gave, kids were learning in the early days, parents would tell us they can just ask for money in the Greenlight app. You can say, I need $10 to spend at Amazon. Parent can say yes or no. Yeah. They can approve it. Kid can spend the money. Um, but then you started to hear some parents say, well, wait a second. We're just teaching them that they can just ask for money. I want them to earn the money. It doesn't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. So that's when we built chores. So now parents, like I get $20 car washes that are not great car washes, but I get car washes from my kids for 20 bucks because mm-hmm. when they need money, that's always a chore that's available in the app and they can go do that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So when you think about your own kids, I, th- I think about... Uh, trying to pass on. I, I get that every family like has their own unique values, but what are what are things that are 
personal to you or to parents that they should really be thinking about. I'll give an example. I remember uh, when one of my daughters went to college freshman year, her account was tied to ours because it was just easier. We didn't think mm-hmm. of the green light app. So mm-hmm. it was just easier to like make sure she had the money she needed. And uh, she was really good about like budgeting to pay for her books and things like that. But she would constantly run out of money and we could look at her account and see like she went to Starbucks three times a day. Mm-hmm. Right. So we were like, uh, Catherine, we don't even go to Starbucks like, that often. We think that's a waste of money. You know, we don't think that's a good use of money. And we have it. If we want it, if we want to, we can, you know, kind of thing. So I'm thinking about things like that that are either frustration points or values. Do you have a sense of like for you personally, if you were giving parents advice, how do you start early and help kids like gain that sense of value for money and yeah. all those things? So the funny thing is kids are really smart. Mm-hmm. Like She's she got into college. Like yeah. it's not rocket science. <laughs> right. Don't spend yeah. your money on Starbucks. Right. Yeah. But it's the first time she's been exposed to this, uh-huh. right? And so the simple just simple exposing the kids at an early age uh-huh. to a balance that they can see. They swipe the card, they see the balance go down. And because it's real money, it's not fake money. There's a lot of like, you know, simulations and things that you can do to kind of, but like, this is real money and they use that card and they get a real Pokemon card yeah. and they know that if they, if they keep swiping, it's going to decline. Now they haven't learned yet. If the card declines, you don't keep swiping. It doesn't like start to work if you run out of money. Mm-hmm. So they do swipe a lot when they get declined. But so it's just exposing them at an early age and then letting them like learn and fail in a safe place where it's not a credit card. It's not going to get them into debt. It's just going to decline. Like that's the bad thing that happens. And so I have so many examples with my kids. I mean, where they, like my 16-year-old, I'm used to saying 50, my 16-year-old now, <laughs> um, he learned the the hard lesson about signing up for recurring monthly fees, yeah. right? So he signed up for the Minecraft server. He was like, I'm going to be generous for my siblings so they can play Minecraft. I'll cover it, guys. It's eight bucks a month or whatever it is. I don't know. Maybe it's 10 bucks a month. And, you know, he hardly ever has money in spending because he spends it on stupid stuff like that. Sorry. Things, no. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> so now he learns that like every time that thing hits, like it keeps charging every day until it can, until it can get the money. And if it doesn't, it turns off his Minecraft account and his brother and sister are upset with him because he was supposed to be paying for it and now it's not working. And so like, that's a really yeah. powerful lesson, I think, for mm-hmm. him to like really get ahead of it. So now he asks me like, please keep putting my money in savings. And by the way, we do let Kids put money in savings without parent permission, mm-hmm. but they can't take it out without parent permission. Okay. Parent has to approve it to yeah. come out. Yeah, And so so he's learned that. The other one is investing um, because, you know, at first it was a little bit of convincing for me to get the mm-hmm. kids to like, look, you're young, you have all this time, you should be buying. But what do you think is important? Like what, what company do you mm-hmm. think is going to be great in 20 years? Mm-hmm. And um, not my one of my kids, but a friend's kids was really impressive. This was like right at the beginning of COVID. And he said... Dad, I would like to go long on Disney Plus because The Mandalorian is awesome, and I would like to short Disney hotels and cruises because COVID's really bad for hotels. Wow. And so you're like, whoa, that's, that's pretty that's awesome. That's true thinking. Yeah, that's that like choice. really. So now you know they're getting. So, yeah. so the example in my family is I had to kind of convince the kids that, you know, you have all the time in the world, mm-hmm. and if you just start investing now, you're going to have that story of if only I had invested hundred dollars yeah. in Disney 50 years ago, whatever. And um, so it was easy at first because everything was going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like a year and a half ago and everything was going up and they loved investing. It was like, this is the best thing ever. Now they're learning that it doesn't always go up and yeah. a lot of their investments are down. And so, but it's okay, right? You're, you're teaching them, maybe you should buy a little bit more. Maybe if you think it's undervalued, you should buy more. So mm-hmm. um, it's really fun to just kind of watch them learn these lessons 
with real money in a real yeah. way, and they're not going to forget them because yeah. they they value money now because they've seen it and they know what what it can do. I mean, I think that's my big takeaway from what you just said because my kids are all in their. 20s, mid to late 20s. And when they were children, it was a theoretical, we actually used envelopes a lot. You know what I mean? Sure. We put mm-hmm. cash and give and cash and save. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's how we kind of operated to try to give them the tangibleness of managing money. Uh, but I mean, your kid uh, approving a reoccurring fee and then seeing what that actually does, that's real experience that you can't give him in really that's any right. other way. That's right. Yeah, that's And they do everything else digitally mm-hmm. now. Like it's not it's not foreign. You know, it is still real. Yeah. If it's on a screen, either it's my screen, you know, my my device, if, if they're not old enough to have a phone like my daughter, um, or their own. That that is real and they're they're connecting the dots there. Yeah, that's amazing. So Like how early would you say you start talking to your kids about this? And then what is the ongoing conversation? Is it just like part of life or are there significant things you're like, I got to make sure they know this or? Yeah. Yeah. So we see it, the products really use as young as five years old Uh up to in their twenties and thirties. And sometimes parents call and cancel and they say, I'm canceling because my child is too old. And we'll say, how old? And it'll be like a 41 year old. (laughs) (laughs) Like living in the basement. Hopefully they've to, got this figured out, to, yeah. Trying to graduate. <laughs> but yeah, it does work as down as as young as, you know, elementary school, early elementary school. And and again, it goes back to like they're not using the debit card every day, mm-hmm. but they are earning an allowance and yeah. they're doing their chores. They're making their bed, they're brushing their teeth, or whatever the chores are done that in, in that house. That's the common use case um, at a very early age. So um you asked like the ages, what was the other part of your question? I was just wondering, like, how often, or, like, are there significant moments you're talking to your kids as oh, they grow and progress, oh, right. or That's, like, how often are you talking about yeah, finances so with them? It's it's really unpredictable, yeah, and it's it's these moments that you could have never planned, and it's really wonderful. So when my middle, when we launched the company, he had one of the very first green light cards, mm-hmm. and he was buying his Pokemon cards, <laughs> and um, we were at Target, and it was the first time he'd never used the card before, so he would have been. I want to say seven or eight years old. He was pretty young. And uh, I wanted him to do it. So he had the card. He handed the thing. She scanned it. He went to swipe. And there's like a line forming now. And, you know, I'm starting to feel a little (laughs) self-conscious about it. And and, uh, it says debit or credit. He's going through the thing and he's, you know, looking up to to try to do it. And I said, "Just just hit debit, put in your pen or whatever, you know, and let's go. And he did it. And it was all great. So then we're in the car, sitting in Atlanta traffic, driving home, and it was a rainy afternoon. I always remember this. This is a good memory. Um, and you know how kids will just kind of stare off into the out, out, you know, looking at the cars go by in the mm-hmm. rain. And he just out of nowhere said, Dad, what's the difference in debit and credit? And, and, and so then we're sitting in traffic, nothing else to do. I said, well, a credit card is when you're borrowing the money and you're going to pay it back. If you don't pay it back, there's going to be interest. A debit card is when you already have the money. And we had this, you know, 30-minute conversation mm-hmm. on the difference in a debit card and a credit card simply because he had a choice on the screen and he didn't know why he had that choice. Yeah. You know, he didn't understand that. So, yeah. so there's like there's not these huge like mm-hmm. birds and bees kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. These yeah. are like little life moments that just happen. Yeah. And it's just you're learning by doing and then the again, you're just triggering these conversations by the doing. And kind of giving them information as they need it or as they're like really interacting with it. Right. And they retain it because they need to retain it because they're like, I don't, I need to understand how to swipe the card next time I want Pokemon cards. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So tell us 
specifically about the Greenlight app and how it works. Sure. So <laughs> parents sign up for Greenlight. Kids mm-hmm. can like download the app, but they can't do anything until their parent signs up. So yeah. we, we, we don't market to kids. It doesn't work. Kids don't have any money. They can't make any decisions. So this is a product for parents. So parents will sign up for Greenlight. You are opening a bank account. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people say, why do I have to put in the last four of my social? Because that's how bank accounts work. Like it is a legal FDIC insured bank account in the parent's name. Um, and then you're creating essentially sub accounts for each child where we manage the money. Um, and then you connect your existing bank account. So we don't expect parents to move their banking relationship from Truist or Chase or Wells Fargo, wherever you bank. That's fine. You simply connect that account. Mm-hmm. You load some money into what's called the parent wallet. And then from there, you give it to the kids automatically through allowances or you know only when they ask for it or just when you think they need money, they're going to the mall or whatever and they mm-hmm. need some money. So it takes like... 60 seconds to sign up for Greenlight. You just simply sign up, parent, add the kids. The kids do not need a device to use mm-hmm. it. So you're going to get um, Greenlight debit cards in the mail, MasterCard, plastic, like real old-fashioned debit cards. And so uh, the younger kids usually aren't using a device unless it's maybe a tablet or something. They can you know, they can access it with a username, but they're like, the most common is they're just looking at Greenlight on their parents' phone. Mm-hmm. So you can, my Chloe's like, here's how much you have in spending, saving, giving, investing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the card comes in the mail, you activate it in the app and then off they go. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, do you ever have parents that ask you questions about like the security of the account or concern about it being connected to their account of or course. all of that? Do you have anything to tell parents about Oh my about gosh. That? Well, you just, the, the main thing to know <laughs> is that yes, it is a bank account. So it has all the uh-huh. security that any other you know yep. bank account would have, but that kids can't do anything unilaterally. They can't pull money from your account. Mm-hmm. Like you have to approve everything. Even with investing, like we don't let kids place trades until the parent approves the trade. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's really designed for like the parent is the legal owner, uh-huh. and then the parent is also the decision maker when it comes to these things. Yeah. Except for like I mentioned, those few exceptions, like if the kid goes in and wants to move money from their spending bucket to their savings bucket, it just goes. Yeah. But it doesn't come back out. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So I'm assuming it's just an app on a parent's phone. They can see all their kids in one place if they want to. Yeah. It's like super user That's right. Right. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, so with in investing, for example, we built it in a way that, you know, a, a young teenager could understand. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the target, which mm-hmm. is about the average of our of our whole audience. And parents were seeing it. And like when you're looking at a stock quote, we have something called learn mode. So you can actually toggle the screen to learn mode and it'll show you description of everything on the page. So the stock price, what even is a stock mm-hmm. price, right? Like the ticker, what is a ticker? This is a like abbreviation for an, mm-hmm. what is market cap? And so it's all explained. There's neat little videos in there like invest nuggets. So it's kind of fun. We had parents say, I don't know this stuff. Like I need it. So we said, well, it's like not hard. We'll just turn it on investing for parents. So now if parents want to use Greenlight to invest, they can do it the same way as their kids. Um, And so we'll we'll continue to like, if there's fun things that parents want to use for themselves, like it's, you know, it's not hard for us to enable parents to do it because they already legally own everything in the account. Yeah, that's great. So by creating this app, what have you learned about kids and parents? Because I noticed on your website uh, and, and teenagers that you have a pretty big educational department. Yeah. So what are you learning about kids and teenagers and money and parents and all those things? Kids are crazy. Like every, <laughs> that we've learned that kids uh-huh. are uh, predictable and exactly what you think they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like they're, they're kind of like predictable what motivates them. They love to play games. They love to win things, right? They, so we're, we're now kind of moving a little bit, and you'll see a lot more of this later this year, 
to, to making it a little bit more fun. You know, it's been, yeah. it's been fun because it's money so far, but now like, and they're learning because they're exposed to it. But I think we can get, make it a little more advanced mm-hmm. where they're actually learning some, some like slightly more, more, uh, difficult's not the right word, but you know, like higher. Like a challenge. Yeah. A little bit more challenging, more challenging mm-hmm. uh, content. And we're doing everything as, as close as we can to games and trivia so yeah. that they feel like, and so not only fun, but then like earning real money. So we have something that most games don't have, which is like actual ability for the parent to award their kid Mm -hmm. for doing these activities that are good for them, right? So using the real money and making it fun, I think will be a pretty exciting time. Yeah. I mean, that lines up exactly with what how we operate around here is we just know information just in and of itself is not engaging, but right. you add games or fun mm-hmm. or some kind of interaction on a kid's level, it becomes very mm-hmm. engaging to them. Yeah. Are there any common questions that parents ask you? Um, it's usually kind of what you ask, which is like, what should I be teaching my kids, yeah. right? And And that's not... I mean, my personal answer is they should be exposed to everything, right? Spending, saving, giving, investing, mm-hmm. like as early as possible. Earning, obviously. Um, but like your specific family beliefs around giving are going to be specific to your family, I sure. think. And so we, we try to just be sure that our job is to provide the tools and exposure and, and give parents what they need based on what they believe they should be. Yeah. So when I was calling to talk to your office, I think I um, uh, met with a lady who was like the head of your education department. So tell me a little bit about like the experts behind the scenes and what they're busy doing. So yeah, we we have a, and I'm going to get this wrong, so please just like correct this or whatever, <laughs> yeah. but a, a nationally, Jennifer is our nationally certified uh, financial literacy educator, I think is a topic or yep. something like that. Yep. And there is a nationally accepted curriculum around financial literacy. Mm-hmm. And we are we are using this curriculum and then kind of building our version of it based on that nationally accepted like standard on financial literacy. And we're going through the product and we're finding how do we build this curriculum into the journey, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's a game or an activity or, you know, maybe if you save money once a week for six weeks in a row, you get a badge. You're a super saver, right? Like things like this that Mm -hmm. tie together that incentives that that kids recognize with recognition and fun things with the obvious rewards that that we can give Mm -hmm. with money or prizes or whatever, Um, but done in a really structured way where everything under, under that is this nationally recognized curriculum so that you know, hopefully a green light kid who's 10 years old today when they are 25 alongside a 25-year-old who didn't have green light is, you know, dramatically in a different place. Hopefully there aren't any who don't have green light and we can do this for everybody. Yeah, I love that. So as we wrap up, I know for us personally, when we're teaching kids about giving, saving and spending, we're hoping that kids will learn that money is a tool, they can do good things in the world, that they're not ruled by money, uh, but that they live generously. Like we definitely have a hope and a plan for kids as they grow up in our churches. Uh, if you could just like boil down an overarching message, what do you hope for kids and parents? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I, I hope they all use green light. That's what I hope. But, um, <laughs> what I, what I've, what I like to say to parents is something that I like to say to myself and my wife. And we remind ourselves, these kids are so much smarter than we give them credit for. Yeah. And it's so easy to underestimate them. And I've just seen it in really powerful ways, like with um, one of my kids, I'm not going to call him out because this is like <laughs> the favorite of the moves, um, 
found a cause that he really cared about. And in the app, you can go search Charity Navigator for the charities and found all these charities that are on this cause and research them and what they're doing for it and why it works and why it's better than what others are doing. Mm-hmm. And he's telling us about it. And he donated every penny of his give money into that. Wow. Um, and not like in a crazy way. He didn't dump his savings account or his spending. Like mm-hmm. he, he did like the, the budget for giving. He gave 100% to this this cause. Yeah. And it was just just super super impressive, like the work that went into that. And we didn't tell him to do that. Like this is like on his own. Yeah. So I think I think kids are are amazing, inspirational for us. We can learn as much from them as as they can learn from us. And so uh, hopefully we're we're being a part of like these conversations in the family. Yeah. Well how amazing that a child could have be like an active participant. And a lot of research tells us this generation wants to be active participants in making the world or the things they care about better. Mm-hmm. How great he could research it and make those choices. Just awesome. It's amazing. Just awesome. Yeah. yeah. So good for him. That's right. Not, not only good for our world, but good for your child as That's well. Right. Johnson, thank you so much for being here with us today. I feel like this was like a wealth of great information our parents are really going to love. Thank you, Kendra. This is a lot of fun. Always a fun topic. Yep, for sure. All right, parents. So we are going to link all resources in our show notes for you. I'm sure that you're going to be taking notes and you'll find them incredibly helpful. Thank you so much for being with us and we'll see you soon. 